This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Having nothing whatsoever to do with your mental health, but everything to do with your spiritual health, the worldly cares you meditate on, and the thoughts you ponder, Pastor Ray's five-day series entitled, Don't Lose Your Mind, is truly unique. Because spiritual warfare is always fought in the mind, man needs to have the mind of Christ, thinking as Christ thinks and taking every negative or sinful thought captive. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The godly principles taught in this series will literally help revolutionize your thought process, forcing yourself to forget past failures and rejections, thinking only God thoughts, remembering only what is holy and good, ridding yourself of small worldly mentality and distractions, and focusing only on what God is saying. Remembering Pastor's warning that if we don't capture our thoughts, they will surely capture us. Doing it any other way but God's way is the sure way to lose your mind. I'm going to tell you what, you're safely going to the other side of this situation. You're safely going to the other side of your circumstance. You're safely going to the other side of this adversity. You are safely going to the other side of your trouble, of your problem of your lack, of your insufficiency. You're going to the other side of this thing because God is for you. God is with you. God is in you and God is all around you. Somebody give the Lord a shout and a hallelujah and an amen. This is the God we serve. We got to go back to the simplicity of God's word and begin to see the type and the shadow, the picture that he presents for us and, and see what God wants to do and what God will do. And I started all this by saying, we got to get rid of that stinking thinking, that small mentality. We got to get rid of uh, that, that thinking that binds us up, that robs us. And, and it's like, you know, I wanted to continue on what I preached last week. My title last week is Don't Lose Your Mind. Some of you lost your mind. You don't have the mind of Christ anymore, the mind of faith, the mind of possibility thinking in your, in your brain. You've lost hold of the fact that God can do all these things. We got to grab it. Don't lose your mind. Get the mind of Christ back working. Get that, that faith back to where it needs to be. Don't lose your mind. You see, you see, uh, the more that, the more that we, we get the mind of Christ and we continue to believe that God is not only able to do the impossible, but he is willing and wanting to do the impossible for us. Not for somebody else, for you. You say, well, I'm not worthy. Join the club. None of us are worthy. Say, I'm not holy enough. Join the club. None of us are holy enough. You say, well, I haven't been saved long enough. Don't worry about it. That has nothing to do with it. What it has to do with is a God of mercy. What it has to do with is a God of grace. What it has to do with is a God that wants to show himself mighty and strong in your life. What it has to do with is God looking at you as the object of blessing. He wants to bless you just because he loves you. First Corinthians chapter one, it says, for the message of, of the cross 
is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Verse 20, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? I'm going to tell you what, the only way God can do this is through us. The only way God can do this is through us. The more we exercise our faith, the more we get the mind set and the, you know, we call it the mind of Christ here. The more we begin to think like faith people should be thinking that all things are possible the more the wisdom of the world is going to be confounded. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Now listen to verse 26. For you see your calling, brother, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things. Listen, God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. Hallelujah. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. Woo. In other words, get ready. God is all about confounding people's wisdom. You see, I'll tell you what, if you're going to get the mindset of God, if you're going to get the mindset of Christ, if you're going to have the faith kind of thinking and speaking and action that you need to get the job done, then you've got, you got, you got, you got to get this word in you. You've got to understand what God wants to do. You've got to understand that every blessing, every breakthrough, every success, every increase in your life has really little to do with you. It has all to do what God wants to do through you. And he's going to use some of the most unlikely people. He's going to use the ones who have the mind of Christ, the mind of faith, thinking faith thoughts that no flesh should glory in his presence. There it is. That no flesh should glory in his presence. Now go down, go down to chapter 2. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring you the testimony of God. So Paul is just stating, it's not a bad confession. Get over it. He's stating a fact. And he said, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. There's evidence that you can, you can express your feelings. Some of us have been taught that if you express the way you feel, somehow you're not in faith, you're in doubt and unbelief. But Paul was not in faith or, or unbelief or in doubt. He was simply saying, he was saying, look, in my own natural ability, I was weak, I was afraid, and I had much trembling. And he said, my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and, the, and of power. Demonstration of the spirit of power. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I like that. 
so that your faith should be in, in the power of God, but not in the wisdom of man. And I love those in verse four where it says, but it was in a demonstration of the spirit and of power. Get ready because God wants to demonstrate the spirit and power in your life. But you've got to have the right mindset. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Verse eight, which none of the rulers of the sage knew for if they had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Verse 9, but as it is written, eye has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Don't get stuck there because it says in verse 9, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. The only thing that holds us back is when our squirrely brain gets in the mind and, and we lose our mind of Christ. And we take on the natural mind with its natural thinking and we start thinking, how can it be? This and that, and the other thing and the other thing. And we get all squirrely in our head and we lose our stance of faith. God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. In other words, you can't discern the things of God in the natural. That's why you have to keep your brain and your mind filled with the word of God. Your spirit is affected by your thinking. Whatever you're thinking is eventually going to lodge itself in your spirit, man. Your mind is the entrance to the spirit from the outward in. What we should be doing is affecting the outward from the inward. Did you understand what I said? We should be affecting the outward through the inward. In other words, remaining spiritually strong so that our spirit will begin to affect our brain and our life and everything. But it's, it, it, it's, it's sort of a, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a cyclical kind of thing. It, it, it all depends on what you bring in. It all depends on what comes in and what comes in is going to affect your spirit. Whatever affects your spirit is what's going to affect that that comes out. So you've got to be sure that you're putting the right thing in your brain so that it will affect your spirit and keep, and and then your spirit is strong and then it it kind of reverses itself and it affects the brain, but you've got to keep doing it. You've got to keep doing it. That's why the Bible said, we looked at be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You don't do it one time. It's a continual renewing, a continual, continual renewing because just as quickly as your brain gets renewed, it gets unrenewed. Does everybody know what I'm talking about? The minute you get something under control, the next thing you know, you, you back up a little bit, you're out of control. So you have, you see, you got to keep that flow going in all the time. Keep the spirit man strong. Keep the thinking strong. And when my brain starts going out there, when I start losing hold of my faith thinking, my faith confession goes out the window. And when my faith thinking and my faith confession goes out the window, I find myself starting to curl up a little bit, like in, in a ball. Does anybody know what I mean? Like, Ugh. I lose my strength. I lose my courage. I lose my dreams. I lose my vision. I lose the big thinking that I, I once had because now I'm starting to think with my carnal brain instead of thinking with the mind of Christ. Is everybody with me? Don't lose your mind. Don't lose your mind. That's why it's so important to keep your mind, keep the mind of Christ operating. Flush out every thought of doubt. Flush out every thought of unbelief. Flush out and deal with every thought 
that is not consistent and and lines up with the word of God. Flush out every thought of inferiority or insecurity or fear. Flush it out. Do what we saw last week. Take every thought captive and force it, make it, command it to become obedient to Christ and to his holy word. That's how you do spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare isn't just shouting at devils. Spiritual warfare isn't jumping around and hollering and hooting and hollering. Spiritual warfare is right here in your brain. That's where the warfare is taking place. That's why it says bring down every thought and force it. You read that in the original language. It means to take charge over it, force it into the obedience of Christ and his holy word. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. The only way you're going to know it is with the renewed mind. That's why you've got to get back to the word. Don't just be a Bible toter. Don't lose your mind. Too many Christians around that I've seen have lost their mind. They don't have the mind of Christ anymore. They're thinking like the world. They're talking like the world. They're looking like the world. You wouldn't know the difference between them and a a sinner in the world. Once they were strong in faith and believing. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to jump to the next level in my faith. I am ready. I am ready. I am wanting. I want to get up to the next level. I want to get through to the next breakthrough. I know that there is more. I know there is greater. I know there is better. I'm not settling. I'm not stopping. I'm not, I'm not going to do it, but I'm going to tell you what. You got to think like that. You got to flush your brain out every day with some Holy Ghost Drano. Because there's garbage clogging your brain. Unclog the, unclog the drain. The brain. The brain drain. Just get it unstopped so that it'll start flowing again in, 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 in the flow of the Holy Spirit. Start thinking. What's that verse in Proverbs? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if someone says to you, you're sounding, you're sounding like some of those, some of those, un, you know, some of those uh, worldly people out there, some of these secular, you know, whatever they call them. Yeah, motivationally. You look them in the face and you say, let me tell you what, they stole what God intended for me and for us. And I'm on, I'm on the path. I'm on the war path to get back everything that belongs in the church, get it back operating in the lives of the believers because it is ours and it is stolen property. I said it is stolen property. The thief cometh not but for to kill, steal, and destroy. You think he's just trying to steal from you? Personally, he's trying to steal God's word. One of the ways he does it is he perverts it like that in out there in the world. They take it. That's how they, that's what, it's stolen property. And the thief is going to pay back seven times. You're going to get, we're getting back double for our trouble. Come on, somebody give the Lord a hand clap and a shout. Verse 13, these things we also speak not in words with which man's wisdom teaches, but with the whole, which the Holy Spirit teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now, I could preach on that, but I, got, I want to get to this point here. Verse 14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Listen, when you start talking, 
you know, when you're living down there on the other side of the tracks in a little tiny place and, you know, maybe a little shack somewhere and you start declaring that God's got this big fancy house for you somewhere, let me tell you what, the natural mind can't understand that. You start telling people that, they're going to think you're nuts. But you don't understand. I mean, that's a big jump from there to there. I know, but I serve the God of the impossible. I'm keeping my faith where it needs to be. I'm not going to allow you, sir or ma'am, to talk me out of my faith. I refuse to let you talk me out of my dream. I refuse for you to talk me out of my, my faith and my belief and my future. My future is at stake. The natural man cannot conceive or perceive or understand the things. That's why people out there think we're nuts. The natural mind can't understand the thing. That's why you've got to keep the mind of Christ. That's why you've got to think like God thinks. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Got to keep the mind of Christ. Keep the mind of Christ over your matters, over your concerns, over your dreams, over your vision. And when that worldly thinking, that the worldly thinking wants to come in, you, you, you replace it, you force it out, you take every thought captive and you make it obedient unto Christ. Got to have the mind of Christ. So verse 14, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for they are foolishness to him. Sure, foolishness. But you see, when you know and you know that you know that you know in your spirit because you've been thinking like God, because you've been talking like God, now, I'm not saying that you are God or you're a little God or you're any kind of God. You're not a God. There's only one God. But we are God's children. And we're invited to be filled with his word. And when you fill yourself with his word, you start thinking like him. And then you start talking like him. As a matter of fact, you fill yourself up with this enough, you're going to start talking like him. You're going to scare not only the people around you, but sometimes you're going to scare yourself. <laughs> Things have jumped out of my spirit and I scared myself. I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. What am I saying? What am I talking about? Man. Now you know you're really flowing in the spirit. When things just jump out, you know. You know right? So he says, but again, the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God. That's why the world looks at us and thinks we're a bunch of nuts. They can't understand it because you have to be born again. You have to have the spirit of God living in you. You have to become spiritually born again in order to discern spiritual things. If you're not born again, you're not spiritually alive. You're spiritually dead. And you cannot understand the thing. Before I got saved, I didn't understand things. But when I got saved, all of a sudden, it was like I had this new sense about me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? How many here understand that? Because you were once spiritually dead, but now you're spiritually alive. And when you become spiritually alive, you're able to, you're able to perceive and understand spiritual things. And you understand one thing, that sometimes the things of the natural or the things that you're believing for that look like an impossibility in the natural, all of a sudden you're looking at them from a different perspective. Say, well, this could really turn out. This could really be because now you're thinking with the mind of Christ. Is everybody with me? You got to get the mind of Christ operating. So the natural man doesn't receive the things of the spirit of God for their foolishness, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. In verse 16, and I love this, we looked at this last week, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct us? But we have the mind of Christ. Don't lose your mind. You've been called to be a person of faith. One thing that God spoke to me 
and continues to speak to me, son, there will never be a day in your life where you will not have to use your faith because the just have been called to live by faith. That means every day we are living by faith. Some days it's going to take more faith to get something done and some days it's going to take less faith to get something done. But every day we are using, exhibiting faith in our lives because we have been called to be people, the people of God, who walk and live by faith. So don't ever think that you're going to get to some level and you don't have to ever use your faith again. Sometimes I'm amazed. Because, well, I, I don't know. You know, I don't understand why I got to this place. And Well, stop complaining and start faith walking. Start faith talking. Get the mind of Christ back. Start thinking the thoughts of God. Start declaring what God says about your circumstance and your situation. Start thinking possibility. Start thinking that all things are possible to one who believes. Look up to heaven and say, I am a believer. I believe your word. I am not a doubter. I am not an unbeliever. I stand upon your holy word. Even though my brain sometimes gives me a hard time, my heart is firmly fixed on you, oh God. I thank you, Lord, that all things are possible with one for one who believes. Hallelujah. I refuse to lose my mind. I will not lose my mind. I've got the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. We have to hold on to our mind, fill our mind, feed our mind with the word of God so that our faith will be strong and we will see the impossible happen for us. I refuse to give up. I refuse to back up. I refuse to stop dreaming. I want to dream myself to sleep. I don't want to fall asleep and dream. Did you hear what I said? The kind of dreams that God's talking about are the dreams when you are fully conscious, when you are walking around and you can enjoy them. He's not talking about some fantasies that you have in the middle of the night or some weird disconnected image that pops across people. That's not the kind of dreams God's He's talking about dreams. I want to dream. I dream myself to sleep. Tomorrow's going to be the best day of my life. Tomorrow somebody's going to come across my path to bless me and increase me. Tomorrow things are going to go well with me. Hallelujah. Tomorrow I'm getting good news. Tomorrow something good. Tomorrow I'm one step closer to the vision that I've got in my heart. I'm going to, I dream myself to sleep every night. What can I do for God? What, can, what next project can I work on to, to expand the kingdom of God or to build the church or to bless somebody? You got to dream yourself to sleep. Don't fall asleep and dream. Got to get the mind of Christ. I need you to get the mind of Christ. We're moving on. We're moving on. I said, we're moving on. Listen, if, if you're going to stay in the flesh and just be a mere carnal person, then every little bump on the road is going to throw you for a loop. You got to start thinking with the mind of Christ. Man, I can get into it, but I can't. It's too late. My, forgiving people, you got to have the mind of Christ. Because in the natural, it doesn't make sense sometimes to forgive somebody. Someone says, How can I forgive them? Look at what they did to me. You got to have the mind of Christ. Because the natural man cannot perceive the things of the Spirit. Forgiveness is of, of God and of the Spirit. You can plug that little thing into any, any area. Amen? Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com. 